West Bulls, Merry Christmas. Whether you are watching this and you're waiting to open gifts, in, in which case I'll be brief, or you're, you're watching this at the end of Christmas or a couple days later, thank you for tuning in. Uh, and just for a few minutes, I actually want to point you to one more gift this Christmas. And in order to point you there, I need you to think like a shepherd. By that, I mean the presence of a flock in your life. And we all have a flock. You're, you're spending Christmas with some of that flock. You, you live in a room next to that flock. You live down the hall from them. You live across the street from them. You live next door to them. Some of them you, you've got a break from for another week or two, and then you're going to go back and you're going to be in class with them. You're going to be at work with them. You're going to be at practice with them. But we all have a flock as we begin to look around our lives. And the reason I bring that up is because as I look across Scripture, and if you'll look across Scripture, you will see that God shows up in the lives of those who have flocks. There are all kinds of shepherds across Scripture, if you pay attention. And the thing that you got to know is that God's presence in the life of a shepherd translates into this gift that the shepherd can use in the lives of the flock that they have, in the lives of those around them. I think about Abraham. You go all the way back to Genesis, and Abraham is a man who's got a lot of things. He's got a lot of livestock. There are a lot of people in his life. But among those things, he's got a literal flock of sheep. But if you were to expand out, he's got a, a larger flock that's got all these people in it. And God shows up in the life of that shepherd, and he says, Abraham, I know, I know there are no kids. You have no children right now. But one day, my promise to you is your offspring are going to be as numerous as the stars in the sky. And we read that Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. See, Abraham had this faith. And it wasn't just faith for Abraham's sake. It was faith that as you look at Abraham's life, he used it in his decision-making and, and as he looked around at the people around him. Then, of course, there was that shepherd Moses. Moses, one day, is, we read he's tending the flock at the far side of the wilderness. And God shows up, and he makes this introduction in the life of Moses through a burning bush. And he says, Moses, I am God, and I am with you. My presence will go with you. And the implication of God's presence in the life of Moses is that he would receive guidance to lead the people. And one of the concrete ways he'd receive this guidance was he would, he would meet God in a tent. And so, as Moses met with God in the tent, he would come out, and he'd give guidance, and he would lead the people of God. Then, of course, there was King David. But before he was ever king, he was shepherd. One day, the shepherd boy David, he's tending the flock, and a voice calls from the house and says, David, come in. And when David came into the house, he saw his dad, he saw his brothers, and he saw the prophet of God, Samuel. And when Samuel saw David, God said to Samuel, there he is. There is the anointed one, the next king of Israel. And David received an anointing that would eventually become an appointing, where he would take the throne as the king of Israel. And from this throne, he would lead the people. He wrote many of the Psalms that we now have in our Bibles. But he received this gift for his flock. You get to Amos, the prophet of God. And before he was ever the prophet of God, 
He tells us he was a shepherd watching his flock when God showed up in his life and he said, you are going to prophesy to my people. Speak what I tell you to the people. And then finally, there's Peter. And I know what you're thinking right now. Peter, Peter was a fisherman, Nathan. Well, for a little while. But one, there, there's this moment where, where Peter denies Jesus and, and we catch up with him about a week later. And the resurrected Jesus has, has shown up Peter has gone back to fishing, and it's just not working out. And when, when the resurrected Jesus calls to Peter, and Peter recognizes who it is, he runs to the shore, and it's really interesting what Jesus does. Jesus starts speaking in shepherd language. He says, Peter, I want you to, I want you to take care of my lambs. I want you to feed my sheep. I want you to, I want you to take care of my lambs. I want you to nourish them. And Peter, he received the very word of God that we still open to in our Bibles today. And all this brings me, you know, when, when you look at all these gifts, Abraham has received faith, and Moses has received uh, guidance and a tent. David has received a throne. Amos has received prophecies. Peter has received the word of God. But I want to bring you to the shepherds of Luke chapter 2 part of the Christmas narrative. And on that Christmas night, these shepherds in a field, God showed up in their lives and he gave them something very specific that you and I still receive today. Take a look at Luke chapter 2, verse 16. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. You want to know what that gift was to those shepherds? And that gift is to you and me as we look around at our flocks? They received, and you and and I receive, a testimony. It's a testimony. It wasn't anything they manufactured. It wasn't anything that they had to pretty up or doctor up to make it more uh, palatable or digestible for, for their flocks. All they did was go and see and then go and tell. As I think about the culture that we walk in, it's gotten loud. You and I, you know, you may have a week off from vacation, but we step back into a culture that has gotten very loud about what it has heard and what it has seen and what it thinks and what it believes. And I suppose the question for you and I is who will speak to what God has shown? Who will speak to having seen Jesus? And this is where we come back to our Christmas Eve service. God is looking for people. God is looking for people who in their ordinary, everyday surroundings, with ordinary, everyday people, doing ordinary overlooked, carrying out ordinary overlooked activities, will look around and see their Savior swaddled in the midst of it. That's the testimony that we speak to. That's what we point people to. And the effects, the the scripture tells us what this does. You still see it today. People are amazed for Mary. These were treasures. But you want to know who I think about a lot as I read this passage? I think about those sheep that flock, those flocks that belong to those shepherds. I mean, I have to wonder 
what the sheep said to one another. If perhaps one sheep said to another, as the shepherds returned, glorifying God, these are different shepherds. I mean, yeah, it's the same faces, but they're totally different shepherds. And why are they different? Because they stopped and they looked around to see the very things that God was showing them. And so, West Bulls, as you walk through Christmas, as you're with the people you're with every day, as you're in the places, whether it's today or next, this next week, in those places that you're in every day, as you go about the activities that you carry out every single day, your Savior is swaddled up in the midst of all of it. And when you see it, you can do no other than go and speak of it. Merry Christmas, West Bulls. We'll see you soon.